You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mahomes takes a knee, and that is it. The Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. The road to repeat for Kansas City will run through Tampa. The matchup is set for Super Bowl 55. It's the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. Live on the radio.com app. Also, the Bet 1430 in Denver, the Bet 931 HD3 in Los Angeles here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 Mountain in the a.m. at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. You know, Jim Sonis covers it all over at Number Fire. He's a senior writer and analyst over there. He's got you covered on football, baseball, NASCAR, golf. So we'll touch on a bunch of different stuff here as we welcome in Jim Sonis to the show. Jim, welcome in. I've uh, I've got to imagine that a, a small part of you was a little concerned that you were going to lose Pat Fitzgerald, AD Jim Phillips leaves to go be a commissioner of another conference. Like, what's going to happen with Fitz? Is he really going to finally make the jump to the NFL? There are a lot of rumors about Matt Nagy. You know, the Bears, some say that's his dream job to be the head coach. That's the only uh, spot he would leave for. How relieved were you when you uh, found out about that 10-year pact yesterday? I was actually most relieved when they said that he was going to be the head of like the college football coaches association or whatever it was. I was like, okay, he's not leaving. That's good. This is actually like, I think it's like the third 10 year extension he's gotten, or it's like <laughs> the third time he's gotten an extension that goes the next 10 years. I was looking back at it yesterday. He got one in 2011, 20, I think 2017 and this year. So like, I don't know if like his agent is really good at putting out like rumors that he's going to leave or what, but like, it feels like there is someone very talented getting out these rumors. Cause like, if you know what he wants to do, it sounds like he wants to be there till his kids are there. It's pretty certain he's going to stay, but Hey, more power to you. If it's, I'm glad that he's still there. I just think that someone behind the scenes is very good at their job and making sure he continues to get these, these 10 year extensions every two years. Yeah, I mean, Jim, of all the programs out there to be given out 10-year extensions, <laughs> Northwestern, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is because I mean like it's wild for them to be in this situation where like that's justified, but it's just like the perfect storm of a guy who, you know, went there, uh he has the it seems like the the right mentality, you know, where he understands that he's not going to be able to get the best players and stuff like that and it seems like the players buy in, you know, there was definitely some animosity when the, when the unionization was happening and like, there were some bad feelings between the fans and fits then for sure. And justifiably so, but uh, I guess he's been able to figure it out and get the players on board with him as well. So 
Uh, I'm glad to have him around. You know, it's, it's good to watch palatable football, even if the offense does still kind of make you want to pull your hair out most of the time, but it's nice to have that stability for sure. Jim, we're still 10 days out. I'm not asking for any final picks here, but just give us an idea of what your card is going to look like on a typical Super Bowl Sunday. Are, are you still betting side in total with all these options for props? Are you more into the novelty entertainment stuff? How, how many things are you going to have uh, have rolled on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> The novelty and entertainment stuff, I'm really bad at. So I actively avoid that. Like, I'm just, I'm not very good. We do like games around it when we have, when we were able to have people over, I guess. <laughs> not this year. Uh, but like, we do games around it, but I can't bet it. I'm just not good at that. I like player props. I have time to delve into them, which is good. And I think there are some pretty fun ones for this week. But my favorite, I, I love betting team totals. Like, team totals for me are, I think, delightful because it's such a, an easy overlap between betting and daily fantasy, which is which the two areas where I spend most of my time studying. So I will almost always have 18 total out there. I think for this week, I really think Tampa Bay under 26 and a half is going to be my favorite one. Just, I think that like, when I look at my numbers for this game, they say the under is viable, but if I bet the under, it means that I'm betting against Patrick Mahomes scoring points. And that, that really frightens me. Even with Eric Fisher out, uh, even with Mitchell Schwartz likely being out, that does still scare me a lot. I don't really want to do that. I value my sanity. I don't want to root against that. So I think the best number for me is 26 and a half, under 26 and a half for the Bucks, because I do see a path to a lower scoring game. I see a path to this Chiefs defense matching up well with the, uh, with the Tampa Bay offense, given where Tampa Bay tends to win. It's with their outside wide receivers like Mike Evans. Godwin's in the slot quite a bit, and they could do have some success there. But their big chain mover is Mike Evans. And I think that meshes pretty poorly with the Kansas City defense. So I think that I prefer to still go at the more traditional markets, looking at the player props, uh, first touchdown score, things like that. But the number one for me is going to be, I think, that Tampa Bay team total under. Interesting, Jim. Uh, I'm curious, what what takeaways or lessons did you get just from this season in general? Any big takeaways you have going into next year? Yeah, I don't bet unders. They give me a heart attack. I really, like, again, I value my health. I really don't want to be sitting there sweating uh, unders. Like, if you look at, like, long-term profitability, most of the time you're probably more profitable betting unders. Like, that's probably factually correct. Uh, we have a guy in our analytics department, a number fighter, who ran, if you bet the under on every single player prop for the entire year, you'd spend a pretty good profit. But I know, realistically, I'm not going to bet every under. And I, it's a lot more fun to root for overs. So, because I value my sanity, value my mental health, I'm just not going to bet unders. I tried really hard, at, you know, the first part of this year to, to find unders. I thought there was a lot of value in unders, but, like, it's just so rough, like, from a mentality perspective to bet unders. So I think that's been my big takeaway. Um, I have been working with a lot of modeling this year. Uh, I, I've done modeling before with NASCAR. I had not done it previously with football. So that's been a big thing for me is trying to integrate that. Uh, I've looked at modeling before from other smart people like uh, Dr. Ed Sang, my co-host on Covering the Spread. I've looked at number fire stuff. But building out my own has been a fun learning process. So I think that that's been a big takeaway for me is building my numbers, deciding when to trust them, when not to, but also just avoiding unders for the sake of my health. This is BetQL Daily. On the bet, our guest is Jim Sonis at Jim Sonis 
on Twitter, it's interesting because you're just talking about not betting unders, but what we've seen most years in the Super Bowl, you see these slower starts. And Brady, in his nine Super Bowls, somehow he's only scored three points in the first quarter. So over the years, one of the more popular bets that we've seen is a lot of people will lay the juice and they'll say that the second half is going to be higher scoring than the first half at minus 120. And that has been hitting uh, a whole lot over the years. Um, without a crowd, do you think it's going to be different? I don't want to get into the home field. We know it's going to be a corporate crowd. Uh, maybe a few more people on the Bucks, but not. A, not. I don't think it's going to be massive. Uh, are you thinking that the the scoring is going to be different than most Super Bowls because it's not a capacity crowd? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't know. I think it's tough to diagnose that because for me, I haven't really worried too much about crowds this whole year because like home field just effectively has not mattered. I do think that the lack of crowds impacts scoring for sure. Uh, and I, I would guess that most Super Bowl crowds tend to be pretty tame relative to, you know, your, your average regular season crowd. So I would guess it's probably going to be pretty in line with previous Super Bowls. But I think that if you're talking about the first half versus the second half, the advantage of betting on the second half is that you have a very smart coach in Andy Reid and a guy who is going to make really good adjustments at halftime. So I would say if you're trying to look at things like that, I do think that there's an advantage in betting the second half there. Also, we think back to the the Chiefs and what they've done in the playoffs the past couple of years. It's been a lot of slow starts. They've erased that because they're so good. But you have that 24 nothing start against the, the Texans. They got off to a slow start against the Titans last year. They were down 9 nothing against the Bills. This is a team that gets better as the game goes along. And we saw it in the, the Super Bowl last year against San Francisco, too. So I do think that if you're looking to bet you know, a higher-scoring half, even though you are laying a lot of juice, the second half, based on the intelligence and the ability to make adjustments of Andy Reid specifically, I do think that's an interesting number for sure. Um, you mentioned the, the matchups a little bit, Jim, between the Chiefs defense and the Bucks offense. I want you to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, how, if any, can Brady exploit the Chiefs D and or why do you think it's such a good matchup for the Chiefs D? Yeah, I think it's because like the Bills and the Bucks are very similar teams in the way that they're built. You think about the way the Bills win football games that spy Stephon Diggs just absolutely gutting you. And I think that was especially true this this playoffs with Cole Beasley playing on apparently a broken leg. They couldn't do a whole lot of work in the middle of the field via the slot, et cetera, et cetera. And you look at the composition of this Bucks team, they're kind of the same. I know Chris Godwin does operate a lot from the swat, slot. 
that's a good thing. But the way that the Chiefs have gotten beaten this year defensively is they've gotten beaten by good run games. They've gotten beaten by fast wide receivers. They've gotten beaten by slot wide receivers. Now, Godwin does check two of those boxes. I think he ran a 4-4-2 coming out, um, and he does work from the slot a lot. But Mike Evans, not a speed wide receiver. He's the outside guy. When you look at the way they've distributed the ball since Antonio Brown came back or joined the team, and I do expect Brown to play next week, it's been through a lot of Evans. He has 39% of their t- the team's targets, at least 16 yards downfield. So when they're looking for chunk plays, they're going to Mike Evans. And the strength of this Chiefs defense is in neutralizing outside wide receivers. Stephon Diggs and John Brown combined for just over 100 yards in that conference championship game, even though they were throwing the entire second half. And Stephon Diggs himself had got 100-plus yards in five consecutive full games prior to that. So that is their strength, is neutralizing outside wide receivers. I think they are going to keep Mike Evans at least relatively in check. And if they do that, it's going to be tough for me to see the Bucks moving the ball. That ground game is not good. They tried it really hard against Green Bay to no avail. So I think that just the way things mesh with Kansas City's strength being something that can neutralize Tampa Bay's strength, I think that's a really tough mesh for me to see Tampa Bay really lighting things up here. Uh, with Jim Sonis here on The Bet, this is BetQL Daily. Uh, Jim, let's hit on some golf uh, before we let you go. Farmers Insurance Open starts today. If people are listening on the podcast, don't worry. It's never too late when we're talking outright, top five, top ten. You can live bet all that stuff. only thing, uh, if you miss, once it starts, is the matchups there. What should we keep in mind as we're watching this tournament over the next four days? Yeah, you need distance. Like, I think that when you look back at, at past events at Torrey Pines, it's been the Bombers who have done well. So it's the Bombers who are going to be guys who stand out to me. Specifically, I think Matthew Wolf. he is 32-1 to 1 right now at FanDuel Sportsbook, ranks 14th in distance the past 50 rounds. That is according to Fantasy National. He leads the field in approach the past 50 rounds to pretty good polo putter and a good putter in general. So he does struggle around the green, and that does matter here because it's such a, a tough course. But Wolf's a bomber. I think that he stands out pretty well. If we're looking at non-outrights, Cameron Davis, his outright number has gone down a lot. He was 65 when he's now 47. I think that that's low enough where I'm okay avoiding. But the matchup bets, at least on FanDuel Sportsbook, have not shifted as much as the outrights. You can still get Cameron Davis at minus 108 heads up against Cameron Smith. Smith is not a bomber. He's a better putter for sure. So I think that's probably why uh, Smith is the favorite here. But like, I just think Cameron Davis is such a better fit for this course. So I think that if you're looking to live bet this thing, keep an eye on Cameron Davis. If you see his outright number start to come back to earth a bit, if it, if it slips, you know, 55 to one or something like that, but he's still got his good approach play. I could definitely buy in there. Also, Sam Burns, at least interesting to me. He's uh, 80 to 1 at FanDuel Sportsbook. Another bomber, guy who can putt. I think that those guys are the ones I'm looking at most if you're looking to, you know, not bet the, the super short guys this weekend. So look, look for bombers um, who can also putt a little bit. And Burns and Wolf specifically are the guys that stand out to me there. All right, Jim. If you had to bet the Super Bowl right now, the spread or the total, have to, full game. Which way would you lean? I think I, I know I'm going to violate what I just said, but if I'm forced to pick one, I think I am going to go under 56 and a half just because, again, <laughs> my numbers say that. I think there are a couple of routes to it. I don't expect the Chiefs to struggle, but having no Schwartz likely and no Fisher in this game does impact things for sure. I think Tampa Bay will have a better game plan this time. So 
I know I'm violating what I literally just said five minutes ago, but if I'm forced to pick one, I would go under 56 and a half, and it's going to make for a very sweaty fourth quarter for me for sure. Jim Sonis at Jim Sonis on Twitter. Great work, numberfire.com. Jim, thanks uh, for your uh, help today. Best of luck with the uh, golf this weekend and the Super Bowl 10 days from now. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Good luck to you as well, and hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Good stuff from Jim Sonis. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first-time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Coming up next, we'll take a look at Eli Hershkovich's college basketball card, and there's some breaking news in the NFL. Huge news. This is BetQL Daily. You are locked into the bet.